0: Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Josh, we just escaped your
1: toy, creepy horror room. It was wonderful. Thank you. Did we escape or did we massively screw up? Both!
2: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of both, but y'all were amazing. Thanks so much for playing through it.
1: It was a pleasure to listen to. It was puzzles everywhere, which I am a huge fan of, and... Yeah, they were really impressive. I love doing them.
0: They were. They were really nice. They the puzzles came together really well. There were lots of different types. They were all like enjoyable to play with. Uh and they and they also looked lovely. All your all your uh oh, yeah, well attached done. images, they all looked really lovely. You put you had a, a buttload of work into this.
2: Um <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I had a lot of fun making the images, honestly. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have I Actually, I'll ask you first, Josh, do you have a a part of this room, like something that to you is like a standout thing that you're really proud of or that you really enjoy people playing through? Do you have a favorite moment?
2: Yeah, so I think probably my favorite part of this room is the mannequin puzzle (laughs) where you have the blueprint, you have the control panel, and you use the family photo to kind of put it all together. It's maybe not necessarily the most challenging, but I kind of like those process puzzles where you need to figure out Mm. how the controls work. And then once you have all that information, you come up with a series of steps that arrives at the solution. And I also liked kind of the images, like the blueprint and the Mm. mannequins that are associated with it. I had fun making those. So probably all together, that's my personal highlight. I agree.
1: All of that together was probably my big highlight going from the start of just seeing the photo frame and the subtle mention of, oh, they're wearing bright colors, and going, okay, I'm going to pay attention to those colors. And then seeing that mannequin, which is just, uh, sorry, the blueprint, which is just blue, green, red, and saying, I know that burgundy is kind of red. And then going, cool, we are piecing this together. I I do not know what to do with these yet, until we get creepy ass mannequin picture.
0: It worked out really well.
1: And then even then, just going, okay, let's mess around with these buttons, and then messing around in the way that feels like it should be right at first, just by actually taking the time to put them in the right positions, does not work because you run out of time for it, and then you realize, oh, oops, of course those buttons were a time-based thing, or a number-of-moves-based thing, Mm. and then needing to sit down and take a moment away from it to plan out your steps. I agree. Altogether, it was a massive puzzle with heaps of pieces to it. It worked great. I had... A yeah. wonderful time with that one.
0: It was it was a lot of fun. When you were designing the final part of that, right, where we've got only five moves and this many turns, and what was your process? Like, did you think, okay, let's say arbitrarily it's a five-move puzzle. Let me just work backwards five moves and then leave it. Like, was that something that took a while to oh, develop? Yeah. Did you have, like, or did you have the mannequins and then figure out how many moves it took? What was the idea? Yeah,
2: so I think if I it it was definitely a while back but when I was coming up with this puzzle I first kind of started with the idea that I wanted you to have to rotate to move mannequins on top of each other and rotate multiple at the same time or else you would not have the amount of moves necessary to make it that was like yeah, that was the great. first restriction and then I thought it would also be neat if you had to rotate a mannequin in a wrong direction, basically mm. make it... It's mm. in the right spot, but you have to make it incorrect in order to achieve that. And I don't think I had a specific number that I wanted, but I, I designed it so that really there was no other way around it. You had to do something like that. There is a slightly different solution that uh, you actually can do. Um, what What you can do is you can rotate the... Uh, and let me let me try to remember this exactly uh you can rotate the father um i don't remember exactly but there is <laughs> one other approach to it which is very very similar but there are only those two solutions and no other way can you kind of yeah
0: i could imagine you could like flip the father wrong or back to correct mix it with the mother flip them both to wrong and then flip them all back yeah, it again. That feels wild sort
1: of to be able to do it in five moves, but yeah, the if there's another first. way, there's another way. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. And I did wonder if there were alternate solutions, but I just couldn't see any other way. Yeah. That was good fun. Now, we have talked before about like the length of this room and things, and we uh, seemed like you had pared it down a little bit since some of the times that we'd spoken. What else was there that we didn't get from the original?
2: (laughs) Right. So I've definitely done quite a few playtests of this room, and it did used to be a little bit longer in some parts. There were some extra puzzles, like uh, certain books on the bookshelf that you had to piece together. Uh, There were changes to existing puzzles. Mostly what I kind of got rid of as I went through the different playtests was I noticed some puzzles that sounded pretty great in my head, and I thought they would be really nice and like not necessarily like frustrating or obtuse to solve. <laughs> After several playtests of it, like continually not having the payoff, I just thought to myself, <laughs> "Why is this even here? To make it longer? Mm. You know, the room's already long enough." So being a bit choosy with uh, which ones I wanted to leave in.
1: Gotcha. Well, yeah, I thought that it felt pretty smooth and as i was thinking about it and knowing that you had to pare things down i was sort of thinking are there any moments where it feels like something belonged here or does it feel like this was something that could have been cut but in the end no i thought everything felt like it made perfect sense as it was so the decisions that you made i think were definitely the right ones mm. and <laughs> hopefully <you>. <laughs> hopefully whatever you have left over you can use for another one in future
2: yeah yeah and i'm glad that it came across that way <laughs> mm.
0: Did you? I know you mentioned that long puzzle also being mm. one that you liked. Did you have any moment though, like as a player, that made you feel Danny like, oh, I'm so cool, or this well, was a great moment? I
1: was the one who connected those colors. Oh, to you the were vitrubo. great at keeping, uh, making so, those connections. That made me pretty happy. Um, What other ones were there? Let me just go through, remember them all. I was pretty happy at being able to cut out that lumberjack. That was nice.
0: Yes, yeah. Thinking of the, I think I just didn't have the right image in my head of that <laughs> coaster, which is sometimes the issue with a, with a with an audio room. That I was picturing in a way that I was like, "Well, what are you?" That doesn't make sense because I think I pictured it the whole circle being indented in, as like negative space in which you would put a circular object.
1: Yeah, and it was I, like labeled as a lumberjack
0: that. goes here, and I was, pick, I was <laughs> waiting for a lumberjack <laughs> statue that would. Usually sit on the coaster. That could also sit on the table. Yeah, that. And was, I think when that I set that up it up in, in my head, I, I just yeah. I was past the point of me. I think about cutting it out. Mm. And...
1: Absolutely. The other highlight one, the chessboard rug puzzle. Just mm. the way that you had designed the answer to work for that one was very clever. So that we could see that numbers were a thing but we could not in any way piece it together without yeah, the Yeah, I made sure to deliberately
2: introduce a lot of other numbers that had nothing to do with the actual mm. numbers you wanted to get. And
0: then breaking up the 50 into yes. three separate bits was was very smart. So we we talked about this in a recent um, podcast, This Escape, uh, when Danny was doing, the, when we did the Safari Room, where Danny had designed this lock that you got clues gradually for a four-digit code, but it was the final clue that sort of made you have to change previous clues
1: because it looked like it was going to be brute
0: force because yeah it looked very brute forceful and the guests immediately were like let's brute force it let's try and like solve it mm-hmm. and so it's a similar thing with this where it's like you're setting it up that even if people saw all the relevant letters they can't until they get the final until they get the puzzle they can't be like oh here's how they're going to line up like it, yeah, you that can't fifty-five
1: guess. part in the middle, mm. the way splitting the way it that is was a great split way
0: up. of of making it so that you need the key absolutely because um, there's no way to guess that otherwise. And right?
1: Certainly, I now realize originally when we were looking at that as like a word search, we saw two, six, and four. We did not see either the one or the no, five. No, we didn't see one or five. Come on, I was
0: explicitly looking for a five for a while. I didn't see it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty searches. amused when that happened when you found almost I guess all the other numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm. that was
1: terrible. <laughs>
2: But it works out really
0: great. And I think it also works out that, to me, the two is the most obvious. It's the one that's written just as the number two. Like, it's, it's horizontal, T-W-O. But T-W-O are cool.
1: funny enough letters that it could potentially mm. just be a coincidence. But it's also
0: nice that the one that maybe makes you think about it is also one of the irrelevant ones. Yeah. Because it's not going to fall. Not, you can't solve it from that point. Absolutely. And so I think that was really well done. Um, it was a very fun puzzle. I didn't think about looking for a chessboard in the board <gasps> no. games No. Oh,
1: can I just say, your clues are outstanding. The way, the exact level of cluing that you deliver is perfect because it gave me that little bit of, oh, damn it, I'm an idiot push, but not, it didn't feel like you were spoiling it Mm. because you just asked little questions and gave Mm. the smallest of nudges that were exactly what we needed. Like maybe something recent or... Did you liken it to something? Did you, did you comment on this thing looking mm. like something? That's always, Just, always the best oh. clue. like, what did you say earlier? Yeah, and that was exactly what you did. It was great.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's so much in this room, as y'all saw. So I felt it would be a little bit uh, too much to, you know, have you go through like literally every single object to find
1: mm-hmm. it. It is true. It. I, I don't know. I, I know the lighting is a bit funny. I don't know how you can see how many notes <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I can see. I so can see. I, I definitely got a little lost in them at some point. So right. when we reached a point where I went, okay, I don't know what we need to solve this puzzle. Oh, God, do I have to look back through everything to find it? I don't know if I can do that. Like when we thought about batteries and go, oh, no, have we oh, seen yeah, something with batteries? batteries? The- and then it was, Good God. it was just
0: the idea of batteries like they, where these
1: things have been returned they would likely yeah, have batteries, batteries going go toys exactly. in toys that have
0: been sold and returned okay let's check that rather than trying to remember some exact thing that we've seen that mm. is battery operated which was which was nice right let us make that connection ourselves
2: something really about jo- the the chess puzzle that i also mm. um it, it made it a little bit difficult but i had a lot of fun with it was uh i guess the moves the fool's mate is uh I mean, it's the shortest checkmate possible. And I had fun mm. actually making it a real move, not just random moves. And then as you saw the, the letters, the paths kind of overlap with each other. So whatever mm. answer it was had to repeat like a letter in those specific orders. So oh, that was man.
0: definitely
1: a
2: lot of fun to put together for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was just well put together. It was so, very enjoyable. It, each There's actually steps. what
1: three puzzles in here separately that involve things overlapping in some way.
0: I suppose so. How funny. Yeah, the what the mannequins have to overlap the symbols, symbols on the seven overlap. by
1: seven grid. And then this as well. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Clever. I really enjoyed that. I loved the, I liked the skin us all uh setup <laughs> with the fight with the hands in the different places. Worked out really well. Yeah, that was nice. Um
1: it's always very elegant when you find things that work like that, mm. making letters out of things that shouldn't be letters.
0: And especially ones that they don't quite line up to how you would ever draw that letter, like the S's and just, that's not really what an S, how you'd ever draw an S, but it's, but it's enough that you're like, great, that's an S. But it Noticing also means that once, once you've drawn
1: well, it, it looks creepy. So it's good atmosphere. Yes, yeah,
0: It makes you draw it like a bit of a creep.
1: Yeah.
2: Like you're some kind of Mike.
1: But yeah, oh, putting those <laughs> two together to make a K, I did love how that went as well. Mm.
2: Y'all got that really quickly, I have to say. And
0: I thought the thing that was nice about that as well is the K goes together going one after the other. You're like, oh, squeeze them up a bit Mm. and it becomes a K. And then the A, you have to go even further, and it's it's not Mm -hmm. a squeeze them up, bit. it's like, no, no, they are together, they're in the Mm. same spot. Uh, And I I liked that. It was like a... Yeah, because
1: the way we saw them in the notes for how to draw them, it was one on top of the other, literally.
0: And uh, so that worked out really well. There were lots of fun little points... It it felt at the first, like, when it started, I felt a little bit like, oh, we have so many things to look at. Mm-hmm. We did. But I think the patent, they kind of worked together in quite a nice way. And generally, it felt like a lot of stuff that goes together was kind of close together, at least for the first few points. Like... The table relates to the degrees. We, we felt like we, didn't we have could to get a decent amount
1: out of the left hand mm. side of the room.
0: Exactly. It wasn't like you get the table and it's like, oh, learning, a path of learning. And then, like, two hours later, we find <laughs> a book that says, I'm the path of learning. So instead, we found a few d- things that were stuck together. And I, and I liked that. Yeah.
1: And it was good because it wasn't like we could go between everything on the left hand side and solve them all, but we could find pieces that mm. went together. We on knew that side kind of what we
0: wanted. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time in this room, there was a feeling of like, oh, that's an input and we're looking for a solution or, oh, this is a solution that we don't know how to input. And so we were, we kind of knew what we were looking for. But this, cor- this a good left-hand
1: corner that we went to also gave us promise of things. It made us feel good. It gave us little bits and say, yes, you are getting there. Mm,
0: yeah. It was nice progression. I've kind of, we've talked about this before that like there's sort of like this kind of two things that feel good. And one is knowing from the start, like, oh, I'm keeping an eye out for this. If we ever see this, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like, oh, actually, really, it's the same thing. Because it's either you're missing one part. And so you're looking at, you're waiting, you're waiting, like, oh, this is it. Finally, this is like a, a number that would go into that lock. Or it's like, you know, you find a crowbar at the start and you go, I'm waiting. I'm going to use this. <laughs> I'm going to use this crowbar. And you're waiting. But it's the same feeling. I'm it's glad like you're we got so much use out step. of that
1: pocket knife, because that was a very specially mentioned pocket knife in that mm. toolbox.
0: We used it for the, for our, uh, cutting ourselves and cutting out the circle on the thing. Nice.
2: And then also skinning the dolls.
0: And skull. No, don't remind us. Um, (laughs) I don't want to skin the dolls. I did
1: biology at university. I have skinned small furry things. Yeah, but
0: not people. I find it
1: really, like, I I don't want to say it's satisfying, but it's a really cool experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Was there much, I know we talked about things that you took out to shorten it down, but is there much, like, you've played this room quite a few times, you've run it for lots of people. Do you see much that's, like, different that people do, anything we did that people don't usually do, or stuff that's Mm. always the same? Like, how has it been running it for, because we often just run for one group and move on with Mm -hmm. our lives. (laughs) So, (laughs) has it been odd? Like, what have you seen in the different people who've played through?
2: Yeah, so I... I have to say that um, kind of the first thing that I noticed that was very different about how y'all approached the room was um, you started off with the chest and then you moved, I guess, kind of a little bit clockwise for there, but it took you a very long time to get to the glass display case. So for a long time, you knew, oh, we need occupations and they have to go with numbers, but you didn't find the dolls until almost looking (laughs) through almost everything. Generally, I found people started at the top left corner and then went uh, kind of clockwise Hmm. from there, Uh, sort of just based on the the order in which the descriptions came up. Um, That's fair. uh, Another thing that I was quite impressed by was for the mannequin puzzle and the control panels. I don't think there was a moment when you were trying to figure out how the control panels worked where you actually used the buttons to move or rotate multi- more than one mannequin at the same time. <laughs> like that this never that never happened, but you already just knew that they operated based on the columns so you assumed that it would rotate or move multiple in the same column and mm. that i mean that was the correct uh correct line of thinking but that everyone else
0: that, we that i played that with,
1: everyone well, else I that i played with.
0: i think you can because the lot because you know, the idea is like okay you move one to the center and then if you press the button in the center you the question is just like well what's going to move like why would the mother move if you press right how is it going to remember she was there it's not
2: going so to some people thought that the middle Corresponded just to the mother mannequin. Exactly, like, like that was definitely those people. Sort of what was going on.
1: <laughs> that was going on in my head as well. But I think for me, it was as soon as we knew that five moves wasn't enough. It was oh, things have got to
0: overlap. Yes, I think that was it as well. It was like we know that th- we know each individual move that needs to be made to get it to work, and we know that they that that is a minimum of six moves. And so there has to be a doubling up. There has to be a way to be more efficient with your movements. Otherwise, it can't be done. Yeah. So I think we were already like, yeah, this is
1: going to be a thing. I guess so. But you are right. It is funny that we didn't yeah. experiment to find that out. For, I didn't for think For every
2: that. other group, there was a move where they tried to press a button on a column that didn't have a mannequin in it. So a light would dim and then nothing would happen. Uh, and then that's when they would realize, oh, it operates on the columns, not on the mannequins. But okay, you never so needed pe- that.
1: Yeah, it was because we focused on rotating first. But if we had tried to move move them first, we would have noticed. Perhaps
0: if we'd freed up a column. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just never would have thought that it operated per mannequin. How, how interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, there was lots of
0: there was lots of fun. And I felt quite good. I felt like in general, I felt that we worked well on through this room and being like, yeah, this is going to be this, or this is going to be this. Like at, at understanding
1: what the kind of feeling. That's true. Of I didn't thing feel was. stupid. I didn't feel stupid, which is good. Mm. Like I didn't feel like I was smarter than the room, but the room also wasn't making fun of me.
0: Yeah, that was nice. Is what you want? You I want to come out of worried. these feeling good. I was sitting there thinking in my head, like, oh, how am I going to get both of these windows up so I can click play on both of these audio files at the same time so that they overlap <laughs> and make oh. sure that it's lined up perfect i'm glad there was a i was like oh yeah of course there's a version that's already pre overlapped
2: i actually tried it ooh, and, and was it worried. is technically doable but it is quite hard <laughs> it is difficult yeah. for sure so good
0: god yeah. um it was not it was great of you to notice like that's the same music <laughs> and then we could see that they were the same length and it was like oh and then it was immediately like oh i know it's going to block out some because it's it's just like a a Mm. sense of tone so we'll be able to get little bits
1: it was very nicely done also putting five phone messages in there and having so much relevance out of each of them like it's just little things that you got to pick up on them but they weren't too long so you had to really wait and sift through (laughs) crap to get to the important part but yeah there was important stuff in all of this and i loved it
2: Yeah, I think one thing that I had in mind when kind of making those audio files was to have it uh, serve two purposes. One is... Yes, to be integrated into a puzzle, maybe not immediately, maybe later down the line, but also to sort of help world build a little bit, maybe show that uh, Tim has people who say care about him or, you know, just he's a normal person who gets these same calls from colleges or universities (laughs) asking for money or et
1: cetera. Mm.
2: 100%. Oh, yeah, it worked really well. And I think that's always something that like
0: from a design perspective, you need to be aware of, right? Like things are not either story or puzzles, right? And I think this is a fairly, like, mm. a, a common theme around escape rooms. Like, you need to, you can use story to deliver puzzle parts, and you can use, you can, when you collect puzzle parts, you can use that to be part of a story, you know? And, and the f- focusing on intermixing those well is, I think, what's the key to making a good narrative-based escape room. And, and you know, people, like, I know Manda um, Whitney loves to talk about, like, how narrative and puzzle mesh in escape rooms. Mm. She's done talks about it. And it's that same sort of feeling. It's like you can't go puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Now it's time for some narrative. Narrative, narrative, narrative. Now it's time for some puzzles again. Puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Because mm. then it's just you're telling a story and you're doing puzzles, but you're not telling a story with puzzles. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a good escape room, and this is a good example of it, there's never a point where you're learning something that is explicitly either like Completely puzzle or complete. I mean, there's maybe there's some right, like you know, like okay, cool. The chess puzzle is a great chess puzzle, and it it doesn't hugely add to story. But like that, that should happen sometimes because otherwise it might get a bit over. But like the general feeling, and it's still thematic, and it's still thematic, right? But the and then like the general feeling is like this move towards like when we learn something, it's like. That's really interesting, and also now we should go and put this code into a box. Mm. And I like that. And this room did really well. Incidentally, at, speaking at of mixing the those.
1: nice mixing of just feeling and puzzle, was how the seven by seven grid ended up at a picture of an hourglass. Oh, which, that was beautiful. Not in any way something that from the story someone could just guess that it's going to end up looking no, like an hourglass. But it's there to help but people as who are already. See get, it, you know, if, like, it for makes us, perfect sense.
0: Coming in with just like, yeah, it's going to be time. Time kills all he mentioned time mm. like we were prepared but if you're not prepared seeing the hourglass in this lovely way be like oh the
1: hourglass time oh my gosh
2: actually none of, none of the other groups i played with got time before they oh, really? saw that it was an hourglass
1: oh how interesting so
2: as soon as y'all said time i was like wow don't even need to know that it is an hourglass but
1: <laughs> i mean we did just see the batman last night so i think we're riddled experts yeah
2: we're just riddled <laughs> we're just riddle crazy um <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was so many fun little things in this room. So, first time I'm in two pages of notes for a long time. Oh, yeah? I think I can start to just be like a page of notes is an hour and 15 minutes of gameplay. So, <laughs> so for your hour and 15-minute rooms, I fill out a page of notes, and for the hour and a half, uh, the two-and-a-half-hour rooms, I've got two whole pages. Gotcha. Um, but, no, there was lots of fun stuff. I liked the the, the intro bit. I like that it sort of ramped up into the room. Um, what
1: excuses did other people give to, the, to Officer Jones? <laughs> yeah.
2: A few of them said they were uh, relatives of Tim. Um, some said they just happened to be in the area. Yours was definitely the most bold fib I've seen. <laughs> you gotta go hard.
1: Yeah, my first thought was oh, my cat ran in there. Oh, my cat. <laughs> uh, threw one of the windshields um, under the door. <laughs> what
0: are you- what are you talking about, officer? There hasn't been a house here for <laughs> 50 years. Are you all right? I think you need to get some sleep. <laughs> the house burned down 100 years ago on this very night. Um, I'm a little sad I didn't see a ghost.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, unfortunately not. No ghost. No,
1: not one of the dolls spoke in a creepy high-pitched voice at us.
0: I mean, not, in, not from Josh's narration, but from mine, yeah. <laughs>
1: <sighs> no yeah that is the thing that was in this room definitely not what i expected that's messed up <laughs> the multi-torso yeah like where did this yeah, where, why this idea where did why the story come idea? from where
2: did the story come from Yeah, what's
1: wrong with you john
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of my other uh play asked me that um <laughs> i personally really love. The horror genre um and i also really like escape rooms so i was you know after listening to say the red hill asylum room i was like oh yes Mm. this can definitely work well in this format and i was just brainstorming sort of creepy things i guess and landed on um Like what I have, no no particular reason why I chose it. Maybe, I'm not sure if I remember, but maybe I was like looking at images and saw the Vitruvian Man. I was like, what if if this was six? And what if this was a family or something like that? And I don't know, building the narrative around it. Something else that I also kind of helped me when I was designing, say like the narrative of of the room is the... um, what what was mentioned kind of briefly at the beginning and end, there is this foundation or whatever that mm. uh, kind of works to secure these anomalous threats, so complete like disclosure this is taking uh a lot of inspiration from uh i'm not sure if you've heard it before it's called the scp universe Mm
0: -hmm. essentially Uh, what it is it's a
2: sort of a collaborative community writing um wiki where they have a lot of these strange weird objects or entities they can be pretty unique and fun but some of them can be very scary and there is a foundation and other organizations that seek to kind of contain uh these uh, entities or materials. So that was kind of the inspiration that at least led to the narrative behind the room.
1: Nice.
0: I do like it's. I do. I do like it. it's like. No, you know, I just came up with this horror thing. You know, no, nothing weird. I just saw a picture of the Vitruvian Man. I thought, what if this was a family that was stitched together?
1: <laughs> just jumped into my head. Years I later, I thought great. I could do an escape room. That is absolutely how you just like horror. <laughs> It can be based on like horrific plot lines and things happening, but so much of it is just i feel based on the tone of a single image. I feel like that mm. is amazing for horror, so yeah, I think that's exactly the way you should come up with yeah, it, yeah especially
0: kind of short form horror, like yeah. you want that feeling of like here's a thing that is creepy, and exactly. we can build around just the kind of the revelation of this thing yeah,
1: I'm not existing. great with horror movies, but Horror books, short stories, that sort of thing, that is absolutely something I get into. And I like horror
0: in a tabletop role-playing sense because it's mm. like, here's a creepy thing that's happening. You know that you now need to do this thing. You have to t- tell me. You tell me what you're going to do. You have to tell me you're cutting your thumb. You have to tell me mm. you're reaching into this. And you have to tell me you're taking the skin off this. Like, And it and gets you get, so involved and you start to feel a bit like, you feel bad about it. You don't want to do it. You're like, oh, I don't really want to skin this doll. I'm gonna do it. And there's lots of ways that it's easier to manage. It's not as visceral because you're not, you know, you don't have to. You're not seeing it. You don't have the the soundtrack. But there is that added feeling of you have to be the one to commit and make that decision. And you have to say, I'm gonna do this thing.
1: It's interesting. Like the main time that I felt that was, as I think I made clear, right at the end. We just. Didn't quite free this thing, but we have discovered mm. this thing, and now you want to walk into a basement with mm-hmm. nothing really in between us, <laughs> and now us in a basement. Yeah, thanks. That That's what I'm after. Yeah. But for me, uh, and it sort of ties both of those things together, that being the active action of go and trap yourself in a basement. For me, horror is about the helplessness feeling. And that tied straight back into that and that was exactly why I didn't want to take that active action because we're moving ourselves straight into helplessness because I'm very much in the do it way more than I should sit where anytime I engage with one of these media I go what would I do in this situation and most of the time it kills me because I know yet yeah, there is nothing you can do you just have to sit there and take it and hope that you die fast <laughs> 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 and that's very upsetting Fair. So yeah, that's that's what I get as the horror out of horror stuff, mm. the helplessness of horror. Yeah, which ah oh, we did pretty recently our first proper horror, I would say, real world escape room oh. not long ago, and that was absolutely one of the things that it did really well. If you remember one of the parts in it, they just got us actually they did it a couple of times in there doing almost menial tasks that just went on for a really long time, putting us in a situation where we couldn't move, we couldn't engage with the rest of the room. We just had to keep doing this stupid little task, knowing that something horrifying was coming for us. Mm. (laughs) And it just, yeah, I feel like it really played into that feeling. Like It was amazing how that happened.
0: It was interesting. These long drawn out tasks that just build up that tension because you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know when the thing's going to happen, but You're we can't do, can't do anything about it. Anything else? It was interesting. It was... We
1: couldn't even move from the spot that we were on. And we had to be standing to still.
0: That it was—it was puzzle design built to try and add to the sense of horror. Yeah, It wasn't just that the puzzles could be in any other room. If those puzzles were in a non-horror room, that they would, would have been be bad ridiculous. You know, this is a terrible <laughs> puzzle. It's so boring. I'm doing the same thing. Mm. But in a horror room, it worked really well to make it tense and make it emotional. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. That's really unique. Like, again, don't do well with horror fantastically. like There were some, some things in that room where I didn't want to be the person to do them mm. because I didn't know what was coming. And it's an interesting sort of mix, like saying, I don't do horror movies. I absolutely do horror books. These rooms on our show, horror, totally fine with. I love it. And then real world escape rooms always avoided them and I'm not, still not sure where I sit, <laughs> Fair. even after doing them. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, this is, I mean, I really I really like Had this. a wonderful
0: time. Have you thought, have you designed any other rooms or are you thinking about trying to do another one?
2: Uh, so this is the first room that I designed and mm. um, from the way that it's set up, my goal of it was if I want to create another room that continues sort of in this universe, that would be possible. And then I could introduce, say, recurring mm. characters. Um, but I guess I haven't thought too much about it yet. I, I do plan to, but it's maybe a little bit far away.
1: That's well, cool. fair well, Whenever it happens, hit us up. We'd definitely love to play another yeah, one. Yeah, it was
2: a lot of fun.
1: Huh. You reckon we've covered everything?
0: I think we may have covered anything. Is there anything else from, like, the making of this or anything else that was that's, yeah, that's an interesting? Yeah, anything that you wanted to
1: get up that we haven't asked you? Yeah, <laughs> anything
2: Actually, when uh, y'all were talking about, say, puzzle design to sort of in- induce horror, um, one thing that I'm not sure if it came across was as the room was... It was kind of a slow burn, I would say, in terms of the horror elements in this room. At first, it's kind of like a mystery. You're sneaking into somewhere. Mm, sure. And mm. you you learn the backstory and things get creepier and creepier. And I also tried to make it so that the... the- theming of the puzzles also ramped up with the creepiness like initially at least it's you know you're solving a chess puzzle or oh you get these little figurines and you them into the spot. And then before you know it, you're arranging these mannequins, you're skinning dolls, um, etc. No, I et think it was good.
0: I think the dolls are a great example of that. Like, the first puzzle you do with a doll is... is look at their the shoes. Most, but it's not even that. It's like the most wholesome thing of like, these dolls all have little jobs. Yeah, <laughs> What sure. job are you looking for? And then it's classic escape roomy or get a powder, put on their shoes, you get numbers. It's all very chill. And you're right. By the end of it, it's now, okay, now skin the dolls. Okay, now now, do surgery on the dolls. Now, take the dolls apart. Like, and it was like, take the pieces of these broken dolls and stick them in. Like, it it did work really well. Because I remember thinking that early on when we were like, you know, partway through the first room we hadn't turned the power on. Or, and I was thinking... Oh, I think I was warned this was going to be like a horror room. It was going to get dark. We were but it's searching really for dark. where was
1: the horror going to come <laughs> in. Yeah, it's like
0: it's a pretty chill. Like it's not too <gasps> bad. It's like oh yeah. Oh, like, and then we saw a maybe dead
1: body through the window and go okay. Okay, maybe. yeah, it's a bit
0: dark. And, and so but I yeah. think it did. It did. I think you achieved uh, that kind of ramp into horror quite well. Um, that it did build up from that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at, a, at a good pace as well. It wasn't, was it wasn't so... so sudden that at the end it was like, and suddenly there's bodies everywhere. <laughs> like it, it it was a good kind of trepidation at the start that just got worse and worse. And, and, Incidentally,
1: I, it. I think that we did that um, skin us all hamperance puzzle in the best possible way because we went S-I-C-I-N and then we paused and went well, that's not a word. What do we. And then we put them together and went, oh no, that says skin. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a good. <laughs> a I good think that's of exactly
1: revelation. where you want that realization to happen.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. skin is the worst of those words. Us all. Oh, I wonder us what we're talking about. Us is not great. Yeah, us is not the best. Okay. Skin. <laughs> oh, I don't like this.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that worked really nice. Yeah,
2: a, a few playtesters <laughs> uh, had difficulty kind of combining the the different uh, kind of streaks together until they got to the a because i guess you could see it as an i and a c it's not a real word Mm. i guess um but when you get to the a that's not even a letter so then they combine that and then they go back and realize it but no i think (laughs) it is quite nice that you're able to get word by word first skin and then us and then finally all
0: Mm. oh wonderful well I, Um, i really loved it that was a great room it was fun to play with you, Danny. Uh, thank you
1: for, for bringing it on. It was, it was
2: great. Yeah, I had so much fun. Thanks for playing.
0: It was, I just, yeah,
1: I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. And I love doing rooms like this, that there is so much in here that I would never come up with, mm. like from everything, from some of the puzzles to the theme itself. I don't know how long it would take me to come up with that <laughs> as a theme. And so I'm re- I love that.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, all right, thank you. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it, was a, it was a very nice couple of episodes. If you want to help support the show, you can sign up to support us on Patreon. Um, anybody who signs up at any level has a chance to appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms. Uh, hey, if your name was Creepy Mike, then you appeared in this one. Um, there's also bonus episodes where we go through play tests and... Uh, play two-minute mysteries and do a whole bunch of other fun uh, additional stuff. Not sure what we'll do for this one because obviously we don't have a play test, Ooh, so yeah. maybe there'll be more goosebumps or something. something. I don't know. Um, we'll find out. You'll find out. It'll be released at the same time as this episode. Uh, there are badges as well for $10 donors and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's the best way to help support the show, the support Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder and all this other stuff. So, speaking of which, if you haven't been listening to Solve This Murder, go check out Solve This Murder. All right. Thank you,
1: everybody, for listening. Thank you, Danny, and thank you, Josh. Thank you so much uh, for running this room. Thank for you us. for having me.
0: Bye, everybody. Bye.